I clicked I clicked Microsoft Teams by accident. Oh, yeah, don't don't open Teams. Yeah, shut it down. Okay. And hello everybody and good evening. It is what is the date today? Um, the 12th of May, 2021. And it is Wednesday here on Live Long and Podcast. And it is time for our next edition of Ted Trek Wednesdays. This week's episode of the original series that we're covering is called Elon of Troyes, which is from the third season, um, 1968. We're here to talk about that as we continue our mission to complete a review of every Star Trek the original series episode, not in order. I'm Dave Mater and bringing in next the namesake of this podcast, Ted Mater. My dad. How you doing, Dad? Good, thanks. Ready to talk about Elon and the, yeah, and the, uh, the Troyans? She's quite the ticket, that Elon. Oh, yeah, she quit the ticket. Yeah, she quit the um, ticket. She needed a good smack a few times. Well, the ancient um, uh, human custom of spanking. Yes, uh, was discussed. She was, was interested discussed. in it, too. Um, Adam, how are you doing tonight? You have my permission to speak, also. Well, hello, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys doing? Good, I'm good. Uh, you know, it's for... for uh, a commoner here uh courtesy is not inferior you know around these parts and bringing in last esteemed panelist we have jody simpson hello hey jody hi and we're here to talk about elon of troyes and okay. spanking and spankings and other things okay so uh, i'm just here we'll for just, the spankings yeah maybe we'll just uh we'll kind of go around for the quick initial takes let's start with dad dad uh how, how what was this episode for you uh, I didn't really yeah. like this episode. Uh, for me, it was a you give it a take it or leave it. You know, it was, take it, it was, or leave it. No, Gary Seven. No, it was <laughs> this was worse than Gary Seven. I worse than Gary Seven. Okay, I didn't like this episode. Okay, uh, all right. Let, okay, so uh, we got we got a bit of a cold response coming in from uh, from Dad. Uh, Adam, let's go over to you next. Um, this episode for you. Uh, are you giving thumbs up? Nope. I, uh, I was very bored in this episode. It wandered all over the place. I don't know what the I don't know what what was going on. I I don't understand what the 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 um, the goal here was. She annoyed the crap out of me. I I found Kirk annoying. I no, this episode was awful. Don't worry, we, we don't even need a cure for the love potion because he's already married to the Enterprise. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, yeah. All right, Jody. Uh, maybe you have a different take. Maybe you're you're. Uh, now I'm kind of always waiting. I, for I'm I'm kind of between the two of them, actually. Uh, I between it, us, bad yeah, and worse. Uh, I I feel Ted is too low on it, and Adam is too high on it. So <laughs> it's I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle there. Um, it, it's. You know what? It, it's it's an episode that the last ten to fifteen minutes is decent, and the rest is just. <laughs> it, it feels like a big long filler episode, and it's the typical. He falls in love with somebody in twenty minutes, and then you know it's uh, oh, there's another reason why he's in love with her, and you know all this shit. It's it's to me, it's just it's it's a mediocre episode at best. Yeah, I'm kind of with you too. That it, it doesn't really pick up for me until near the end um because of this maybe and for me it's more the space battle with the klingon ship absolutely yeah that i that's... think is actually kind of interesting 
Um, you know, and I, I imagine that in the original version, this was this was probably less. Uh, what's interesting about the Klingon thing in the original version of it before we got the remaster is the original version used the exact same footage over and over again for the oh, space yeah. battle. Whereas with our, we're now treated to the CG version of it where, you know, they can do different angles and stuff like that. So a little <laughs> bit more interesting on the, on the remake, but I actually did watch the clip of the Klingon battle, uh, the original uh, present uh, presentation. And it was uh, definitely different. I would have been what, even what more was the bored. Clip? It was just like the ship flying by or yeah. Over and over again. <laughs> Uh -oh. Wasn't very good. <laughs> so maybe a worse episode is what you're saying. Uh, it could have been worse. Uh, the fact that we got the remaster made it actually a little bit better. Okay, because Ted said take it or leave it. I I could have left that one all day long. I definitely could have left this episode for sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, let's go back to the beginning, and we'll see. We'll do we have to. <laughs> well, we talk about know. something else. Let's, Can we talk about Miri? <laughs> is Miri's a, a more? Uh... <laughs> where's your Where's your prop? I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah. Anyway, okay. No, well, let's just right talk here. about the the teaser itself. So we start off the so the the Enterprise is on a top secret diplomatic mission, and they've been sent to this uh, star system. It's called the Talun Star System. We'll never hear from them before or after this. Um, and God. so there's no so they they have this ambassador Petri aboard. He's from Troyes, but there's also this other planet called. Elas, that's the inner planet. So um, let's talk. Let's just uh, introduce ourselves here to Ambassador Troyus, uh, who we get to. He kind of looks like an Andorian, but he's not an Andorian. Yeah, that was the kind of first. Actually, he was interesting. Yeah, so he's actually yeah. green, or kind of like a like almost like a teal. I guess it is, depends is, on what TV you're watching it on. Yeah, because he kind of looks looks like the Andorian guy we had um, in that in what's it called Journey to ba Babel, where uh, you know not it, I could I would even believe you if you told me it was the same actor. Um, more more Aqua, I, I felt, but my my color tones might be wrong on my TV. I don't know. Right, and and this so so in the opening credits, he kind of tell like Kirk tells us a few important things. We got these we got these uh, this ambassador aboard. We're at this star system. This star system is also sort of on the border of Klingon space, or it's sort of in proximity, but the Federation, kind it's kind of in Federation control, but neither of these planets are members of the Federation either. They're kind of just neutral outskirts. So this is kind of on the, the frontier, I guess, is what we're led to believe. Um and uh, but that we start getting some uh, some reports here that the that the the men of Elas because there's like this um, turbo lift ride here with Scotty McCoy Kirk and Spock and they're like well the men of Elas they're vicious and arrogant and maybe further more than that they don't like to wear pants. Did you did anyone notice that? No, I didn't know that. Honestly, I was already bored at this point. Did you not? Um, like, I don't have a good shot here, but these uh, here's the uh, the Elysian men. Uh, they, there was uh, three of them. Uh, Did they actually say that in the dialogue, or are you just using this as like this is something you've observed? The pants part. Yes. Yeah. I, I was an observation because. Uh, oh, okay. I, I was going to say because I don't remember hearing here. it. Yeah. I don't have a wide shot here, but no, these uh, the, the outfit of the Elysian men. Uh, they they wore the, these kind of glitzy um, outfits, but they had no pants on. 
They, yeah, well, later you see them. You see one of them. I actually, I think it's that one. Uh, you see him in like the engineering area trying to sabotage it. That's quite so, the hairdo he's got too. I, I must say it is. It is very uh, knockoff dollar store Kendall. It's yes. like a bouffant. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> very interesting. Good, good call. Yeah. So anyway, but they, so they say. So the I guess the, there's been a federation team here. So they're reading the reports, and McCoy says, "Hey, it's not just about the men. Yeah, the men are kind of a pain, but the women." The women are something. And that's kind of where they leave the turbo lift. They come up. And so the uh, I guess the three guards are like these guys, the guy just showed with the bouffant and the other two. They kind of come up first yeah. and they said, yeah. the dolman's coming, everybody. The dolman. And, uh, and and the ambassador's like, the dolman's coming. We don't know what the dolman is. That uh, turns out the dolman is Elan, uh, the queen. I guess she's like a princess of of uh this place but uh yeah let's let's then she comes in and she's wearing her very uh interesting um outfit here uh the 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 uh, also the elysian women don't believe in the hands uh, it's worth noting um yeah i can't remember her name francis i like her boots the real name you like the boots? <laughs> They're kind of like sandal boots she's like a french actress though i can't i can't remember exactly her name francis something i think but yeah, and so we got know, very, very nice looking lady, uh, you know, not, not hard but... on the eyes. I will no, agree with no, you there. Sure. Um, yeah. she had, she goes through several costume changes throughout this episode, too. She uh, she, she doesn't have the record though, <laughs> not the record, but she she's she's a challenger, what she definitely she puts up a fight for sure. Yeah, she had this one. She what was had, that? Ted? Um, I didn't see her bring a suitcase. Well, <laughs> her servants have it, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. She had this one on. Sometimes she would she would change just between like trips to the bridge. Oh, literally, yeah. Literally, she would walk off the bridge and then she'd come back later and she's in a completely different outfit. Oh, she yeah, wanted. Sure. She really was after Kirk. For, eventually, yeah. Because she um, didn't want one of those green guys, so she was hoping he would go for her. No, she didn't want. We never got to meet her her husband or her uh, betrothed. Yeah, but, but you can imagine he looked like that green guy. He probably looked like Ambassador Petri. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, but... Ambassador Petri tried to warn us at, right at the beginning of this episode that she's coming, and we didn't listen. And then we had 50 minutes of watching this. They say that the Dolman is the person most feared and hated by the Trojans. That's what uh, the Ambassador tells us. I don't quite get it. Uh, at least not the fear part. Um, uh, the, well, she does. She's annoying as hell, though. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she's yeah, but basically, these two planets are on the verge of war, and so it's an old story. Oh, well, our the ruler of our planet or, or people has to marry the ruler of their planet, and then we'll yeah. all be at peace. Um, I believe in Adam in Star Trek The Next Generation, there was a similar story like this, I think, or like, um, oh, yeah, there definitely was, yeah. Yeah, like ones where where well, this woman has to marry this person so that it, the galactic peace. And they might have done this on original series before too. I can't quite recall, but uh, anyway, that's that's the whole premise. And so the ambassador <laughs> says, "Hey, we gotta, I we uh, we gotta go to my planet now, Troyus, but we gotta go slowly. We gotta go really slowly at warp, like or at impulse uh, at a factor of the impulse, so that we can teach her how to be a Trojan and get her kind of like uh, go through uh, finishing school." Yeah. Um, uh, Adam, any thoughts uh, on the, on on this? Even the, just the premise. The premise. Okay, so you know you can't help but go to Helena Troy 
the, the, the you know the Greek story and and it's, it's you know Helen gets taken away to get married and but the difference is she, you know Tro or um, Elan or whatever didn't want to be married right she's a warrior doesn't want to be doesn't want to be betrothed she wants to fight she's just mad because she doesn't want to be subservient I think to any any man um, she <clears throat> right like it, you know versus Helen who willingly went in in uh, the Odyssey but. Um, I feel like, look, I, I don't know what, why would she be betrothed? Is, like, what's the goal? Is it to bring the country or bring the proper, the planets together? Is that what the whole thing was? To, to kind of like squash peace because they've kind of, they've, they've developed the ability to destroy one another with their military might. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it would be kind of like during the Cold War, like the president of the United States marrying the president of Russia, I guess I, it's monarchs. So. I mean, well, you've, you've had that in history too. Right. But I get, you know, like she didn't want to do this like very, very clearly right from the start. She comes on, she's, she's got attitude. She's, she's fighting everybody behaving awfully. So there's, there's no, um, duty, she's duty. By, by her father. Uh, we can well, she says the council, the council, her whatever, some council, her planet's governing body have, is making her do this. Yeah, yeah, but well, she's not going to do it. So this, it's not going to work right off the bat. We know this is not going to, you know. So Kirk's got a teacher, you know. So the the, the guy, um, what's his name, the green guy, he comes in Patrick. and says, "Yeah, he says, okay, we need some help here, obviously, right?" But you know, she's got some pretty big boundaries set. Like she doesn't want anybody in her quarters. She doesn't want anybody touching her. She doesn't want um, anybody telling her what to do. So I don't know what, what they're going to do here. And then the other thing, um, Kirk, like, you know, you mentioned next gen, but Picard would have basically said, okay, we've got a problem here. This woman doesn't want to do this <laughs> and, and would have taken a whole story in another direction. But Kirk is going, nope, you got to do this. <clears throat> and, uh, and we can get into what this he... is my mission. I've been ordered to do something. You've been ordered to do something. We all have a duty here. It's kind yes. of his line. Um, right. What the Federation getting involved in this whole thing is a little bit non prime directive. To me. Well, there was a reason behind it. You found out at the end of the move, at the end of the show, why they were involved. Why the Klingons are involved. No, the, yeah, but also the Federation. Don't think they didn't know about this. Well, Kirk didn't. No, they, they might not have told anybody. Yeah, they maybe not. Didn't. Maybe this was yeah. kind of maybe, maybe that's why it's a top secret mission. Maybe like yeah. all of this, like. So yeah. So the Klingons are involved. Why? Because they, there's another dilithium mine or something involved, right? Like it's another freaking mining. Right. Because what we find out from her necklace at the end is that her whole planet is full of dilithium. Um, Not her planet. Wouldn't it be Troyus's planet? Because uh, they, they gave her the necklace. Yeah, it was Troyus. It was, this the, was this the necklace that they give her, or is this the yeah. necklace yes. they just had? Okay. No, this is the necklace that they gave her as like a good faith thing. Okay, so then, yeah, then perhaps it's just they're just common on, or maybe they're common on both planets for all we know. Um, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's what ends up being sort of like what saves the day. But, um, yeah, but Kirk doesn't know any of that. Kirk just like knows I, I'm a, I have to give this taxi ride to Petri and uh, a lot, Alon and her guard and get them to this other planet, which under normal circumstances would take no time. At all. I wonder. I wonder how many next uh, like original series episodes were just taxi episodes. 
Like it because there's always there's a lot of them. Like there's a lot of like we have to give a ride to somebody. It's like wait, are they like the like Uber of <laughs> the Federation? I guess, so. I guess it's <laughs> I guess it's just the reality of space travel. You gotta get I around guess, yeah. and yeah, and, and not everybody has the same capabilities, obviously. So right. Some yeah. ships are faster. It's also a diplomatic mission. I mean, you know, so but right. that, that I can live with. All of that is fine. It just just the stories and the acting was just dreadful. Yeah. Season three. Well, I wouldn't say the the acting was horrendous, but it certainly wasn't great, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you're maybe you're you're struggling with Kirk in this episode, right? In particular? Uh she wasn't that great either, <clears throat> I felt. Um <clears throat> you know, she I guess they just told her, play the spoiled brat, go. And she did well. I liked well, her more than she that. Did that fine. That um, the one he was romancing, the one that was the daughter of Kodos, I like her better oh, than yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I liked her better than um, Catwoman a few weeks ago too. I can't remember. <laughs> right. Yeah, and like, she's better than Troy's mom, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we we don't get a, a great introduction to Alon before she becomes Kirk's, like before he becomes infatuated with her. Uh, he cuts called down. These quarters are no good, and Uhura, we find out Yohura is the one who gave gave up her quarters. Um, somehow that she which, she had volunteered for the job. Yeah, which to me seemed kind of odd because it was like, do they have quarters for this? Like they, like every every engineering spec that I've ever seen. And yeah, I'm, obviously I'm going geeky and a little nerdy here, but it my understanding is they have like an ambassador's quarters like like a quarters for you know esteemed guests for this type of Petri thing claimed it. why yeah well yeah well okay that makes sense then okay i never i never put that together but uh, uh, but no you're right they should have more than one room for a guest yeah like th this doesn't make a lot of sense but you know obviously it's not a, it's not a you know the size of the d for instance in next gen so it's you know obviously different different sizes i guess Right, but we get to go to Uhura's um, uh, quarters. I guess for maybe the first time in the show, the only time I can remember, and um, and then we get there and she's breaking stuff. She's breaking Uhura's things. She's throwing things at Petri. She's pissed off. She's not. Which she has the, the slippers. Which which does develop one of the best lines in this entire show, which is like, "Oh, I'll have people bring down and fill the whole room up with stuff you could break." I love that line. <laughs> yeah, I'll arrange to have the whole room filled yeah. uh, floor to ceiling with, with breakable, breakable objects. Breakable objects. <laughs> I was like, "That's hilarious." That was good. Yeah, and then and then outside, once he gets, once he kind of like tell, puts her in her place a little bit for the first time, uh, Petri's like, "I can't do this. My 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 king or my ruler, this will never work. I have to um, I have to do something." Um, and he's like, "I don't know, man. Go in stronger. She seems to like strength. You need to like go in, like go go in tough. Don't 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 try to impress her." Uh, so apparently we don't get to see what his, uh, his other approach was, but he gets a knife in the back the next time he tries to go back <laughs> and somehow, somehow she gets off the hook for that. Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess he lives, but, um, yeah. yeah, like with the amount of shit that Kirk put up with uh, and, you know, other staff put up with like on her visit, like you, you would think at this point they would just kind of like throw her out of an airlock or something and be done. Like it, it, it's. Like especially the knife stuff. Like she's throwing knives at Kirk. Like through the through the episode, it happens like twice, I think. It's she's like good knife throwing. 
Yeah, well, and she ends up giving the knife to him as like a memento later on. But it, it's it's like, oh, here's the knife I tried to kill you with earlier. You know, what did <laughs> she say when she gives him that knife at the end? She's like, the Troyans don't wear knives or something like that. Or... So, yeah, yeah, I didn't catch it at that point. I was yeah, pretty yeah, out. They don't allow they don't allow them, I guess. Um, yeah. It was also after this like initial encounter in your quarters uh, and all this that Spock, we come back to the bridge. Spock's talking about a sensor ghost. And this is kind of like the, the beginnings of the hinting that this Klingon ship is coming. I always drive. It always drives me nuts with Spock because Kirk's like, OK, so your sensors are working. It's not like a, a, a cloud or a natural reflection. So he goes speculation. And Spock's like, I got nothing. And Kirk's like, really? Because could it be a ship? He's like, well. <laughs> could it be? Do you think that the Klingons had the cloaking device going and that's why they couldn't pick them up? Possibly, yes. Um, it there, there there has been a lot of fans who have said that, like, because the Romulans, uh, because we saw last week in that episode we watched, that they were using yeah. the Enterprise incident, they were using the Klingon design. And there's been, so a lot of fans fill in the gaps here and they say, well, that maybe, maybe the Romulans traded cloaking devices to the Klingons for, like, the design to their ship. And, and so there was sort of a, a technology exchange here. I think the bigger problem we have here is the fact that Spock, being the top science officer of this ship, is the one that constantly looks like a Dink on the Enterprise, like it, it's it, it's literally like Kirk, who's Mister Gung Ho, all bang anything on any port, you know, is always going, "Oh, Spock, did you think of this, you dumbass?" It's like, what? <laughs> like, why is he even there then? <laughs> like, yeah, do we need Spock at this Spock's point? Like, in a lot of episodes, though. Well, he does that on more than one episode, though. Sometimes like, he's like the smartest Kirk guy on the show. It out, it's like. What you know, the there's games that Wayne Gretzky didn't score a goal too, but I mean, it's you know, it's... well, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take, right? Like, there yeah, were obviously there yeah. are stories though from the set uh, of of the original series that say that William Shatner would sometimes steal lines from Nimoy from Spock in the in filmings to make Kirk sound smarter. That is that is something that's in Spock's book too, uh, Leonard Nimoy's book. Yeah, he does mention that. Yeah, he did. He not just with Spock. He would also do it with like he would take lines from Scotty, and he would take lines from other characters to just. Yeah, there's a story in the book where he talks about he was taking lines from like I I can't even remember who it was, but it was like some famous episode, and it was like the bad guy in the episode. He was like trying to take lines from that, and they're like, "It won't make sense when you say it." <laughs> like, stop trying this. <laughs> stop trying to take my lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, yeah. So there's so so maybe there's something. Maybe this is one of those occasions. Hard to say. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, we also had this other scene that where I, uh, Kirk has to go to engineering because Alon and her personal guard want to look around, and Scotty's like. I'm trying to be nice here, but this is kind of like they're walking around my engine and everything else. And, and we find there was, there was buddy, um, her, her guard or whatever. Um, yeah. the guy with the bouffant who later sabotages the ship. This is so he was kind of scouting out and she says, well, we're not too interested in how fast your ship can go. We're just interested in combat. I love when Scotty gets all indignant. He's like, do you not think that if the ship's not flying, you're going to be able to fight fight something? Like that 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 your engines, uh, it's not all about the weapons. It's kind of his point to her. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty indignant. It's uh, That's not the whole thing. Um, and we get this impression too that their technology is inferior to Federation and Klingon technology, uh, respectively, of these two worlds. Um, then they find out, guess what? That ghost, it is a Klingon warship. And then we find Petrie blind in a pool of blood with the dagger. Huh? Who was the commander of that Klingon ship? 
we never get a name for him. Um, yeah, I don't think they name him. They don't mm-hmm. name him. I there the, Krog, I believe, is some versions. Uh, let's just have a quick look at uh, at, the, at this guy here. Uh, he's called just Klingon in the script. He's played by Kale Smith. He looks like version. the guy that reaches up and finds stuff at Home Depot for you. <laughs> he definitely has like a wharf look, and I and I do find it interesting that he has that Klingon emblem in the background behind his head, but it's it's turned sideways. Oh yeah, I never noticed that. Neat. Yeah, this guy he kind of looks like he kind of looks like Michael Dorn to me a little bit. Um, He's got yeah a little bit of the facial features, yeah for sure. Yeah, he so we never get but we never do get a name. Maybe this guy. is the guy who. They based uh, Michael Dorn's character on. Maybe, yeah. Like he 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 was kind of dull, but like he's he, when I think of like original series Klingons, this guy never comes up. No. Why 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 not? Uh, because people want to forget this episode. Maybe 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 that's it. Because um, he gets more screen time than like Koloth got in like the Trouble with Tribbles. Well, there was a lot of Tribbles to deal with. True. You don't yeah. got time. You don't got time for Klingons, there, Dave. Uh, uh, compared to like the the Klingon we had watched in the Julie Newmar episode, who he got vaporized, so he he there was no chance for uh, him to reprise that role. Um, but yeah, anyway, this guy he was sometimes in uh, in the in the card game, uh, the Star Trek customizable card game. His name was given as Code K H O D. So yeah. let's call him that. Fair and, enough. Uh, so yeah, the ambassadors in the blood. Uh, they find him down there. Then they go to sick bay. Guess what? He's fine. Um, Kirk tries to go visit her, and the the, the guards. Um, did I skip over something? Oh, I did. I'm sorry. So Petri's are gonna recover. In uh, then we find out in sick bay, the Federation High Commissioner is on his way. What is the fit? What does a, a High Commissioner do? The Federation. Yeah, didn't we, have, didn't we have? We have had this conversation before. before. Who who was the last Federation commissioner? Wasn't it when Kirk was on trial? Wasn't he a commissioner? The Galileo mm, Seven. Galileo Seven. Yeah. There was there was Commissioner Ferris in that one, and he was so. Yep. Every time one of those guys shows up on one of the shows, he's always getting in the way. At least this time that didn't happen. Yeah, at least this time he didn't say, "I'm taking over the ship and going my yeah, way." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they they, they I guess the commissioner is just like their version of an ambassador like they did on or next gen. Yeah, or, or an admiral, yeah. Yeah, I always kind of was like it was more like a political position or something, but um, Yeah, you would think it would be more like a yeah, something political. Yeah. So so Kirk's not too happy to hear that this big wig is coming to the affairs. So that only makes this a little bit more he, you can see he has like a like a groan when he gets this news. Yeah, not um, and and Chapel, she just wants to. She's talking to Petri. Yeah. She's like, "Tell me the secret of of the Elysian women and how they get all the men after them. I need to know." <laughs> she wants to turn it on to. Spot. It's easy. What you do is you find a guy who produced the show and made a show called Star Trek, and you bang the fuck out of him. That'll work. And he'll keep casting you. <laughs> and he'll keep casting you. Good job. For and later, you'll be in a more a fucking really annoying character in next gen. <laughs> Luxana Troy. Um, yeah, and so but so he explains this thing. Well, her, their tears, if their tears touch the men, it's biochemical. It's not magic. It's uh, it's gonna make them it's like a love potion. But Kirk doesn't quite hear this part. Of course, um, cyanide or something. Right. 
Um, I like when he goes to so he goes to visit um, Alon after after sick bay after they figure out Petri's not going to die. By the way, Petri, I love the shade he throws at uh, Kirk. He's like, "This is all your fault, Kirk. You made me go in tough, and then she stabbed me in the back. You're even more to blame than she is." <laughs> yeah, so I don't know where the logic was on that one, but all right. Yeah, yeah, he just he was he was throwing uh, Kirk completely under the bus. So he goes to see her, and I I did like this uh, this whole scene here where she was drinking like she was eating all the food, kind of like really like without manners, I suppose. Kind of like aggressively eating like the Klingons. Yeah, this is a fork. Did you know? Did, did you notice the saurian brandy? She was she was. Are you familiar? Yes. Yes. So this is this is uh that bottle. Here's the bottle of Saurian brandy, as we see here. It's got this kind of this uh thing. And if you don't know what a Saurian is, uh well, there's Kirk pounding down on the Saurian brandy, but <laughs> this is this is what a Saurian looks like, Dad. What's a Saurian? They're like uh, kind of like a lizard people. They're like a fish fish person. Like a, <laughs> they're like a they're like a salamander or a gecko kind of. Like here, this is the, the more modern version we get now. This is Linus. Uh, they're in. They're in. They're a little bit in next gen. They're 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 more. They were. Uh, this picture is from Star Trek: The Motion Picture, like the the first movie. Oh yeah. You can tell by that uniform. Yeah, and then um, Vigor. Their, their more modern look is this. They're kind of like a, a bunch of lizard people. Are they Federation? Yeah, they're Federation. They're in the Federation, yeah. Yeah. And they like brandy. It's <laughs> so does Kirk, apparently. And so does Alon of Troyes. I like my women throwing knives and my brandy from fish people. <laughs> so she's pounding it back. Um going off there. He's like, Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you some etiquette. I'm gonna be your new teacher. Um, meanwhile, Crichton, who was the guy with the bouffant that we were mentioning earlier, this guy, uh, he, he's in engineering, uh, being sneaky, uh, doing some sneaky things. Uh, and we see that there's, it's again, it's the night shift in, in, in engineering. And during the night shift, security's at a minimum. Personnel's at a minimum. Yeah, they, which doesn't make sense considering the ship runs 24 hours a day. The only reason why they have a supposed night shift is because they have a clock that they use, right? Right. So it's like, why wouldn't they? Why would they tone it down at that point? Like, it doesn't make much sense. No. Dad, you got a thought on that? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because uh, there's <laughs> it's all the same. It's it's a 24 hour clock, and every eight hours is the same as the last 24 eight hours. You know. It's like yeah. there's no day. Uh, there's no day. Like we we know they have sort of a night just to help keep them sane. But yeah, it, I don't understand why security has to be uh, at a lax during those times. Uh, but anyway, this allowed uh, Crichton, who will come to learn uh, was going to marry Elon, but never got the chance. He so he was pissed off about this whole thing, and he made some kind of deal with the Klingons. It seems to get them killed. Is that what happened here? Like, okay, yeah, I just what, I, what, yeah. He's what was Crichton's so, plan? He set it up so that when uh, when the 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 guys from the, the the Enterprise went into warp drive, it would explode. So yeah, uh, no, yeah, he sabotages the warp drive. Now we see this what this other engineer Watson. He catches him. He's the only guy assigned to engineering at that time, and uh, and and Crichton he turns around and he snaps his neck 
faster and kills him. I was like, he killed like we I, I, I couldn't even believe he was dead when I found out later that and we only know his name's Watson because Scotty names him, but um I was shocked that he was dead. From this whole like it was just like it didn't make it didn't make a lot of sense, even just like the mechanics of it, but he like maybe that he could possibly have knocked him out, but it just it happened so quickly, it's kind of weird. And we he kind of goes back to doing his sabotage work. Um and then Kirk visits Alon again. He says, the guard's like, if we let you in, I'm going to be whipped to death. That's what she told me. So I can't let you But in. you know, there's guys who work in real life for in the Israeli secret police are, are called the Mossad. There's guys at the Israeli secret police that could snap your neck just like that guy did. That easy. Just that easy. They're trained yeah. to do it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's... Yeah. In a, in a uh, yeah, in, the, in in this TV show, it just like it was like yeah, so oh. yeah, I mean, it's similar kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I I I I, I can believe it's possible. Um, oh, yeah, it's just possible. it's just not done in TV. As you you got to know how to do it and which way to do it and all that, but they're trained to do it. Yeah, well, uh, that 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 Creighton, quite the assassin. Um, I'm just looking at Adam's facial expressions this entire time. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> well, I, I, well, you know, he, he's uh, he's not a happy camper. No, he was. He, yeah, it was okay. No, it wasn't even okay. It wasn't even okay. <laughs> it wasn't even okay. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just kind of like going through the beats of the episode just to make sure we don't miss oh, it. Oh no, no, no! I'm yeah. a, no no reflection on you, Dave. Russian, Dave. I just you know don't have a lot to say about it. it um. Yeah. What about in Act Three though, when he goes to see her and she's just like she's throwing her fit, but she goes, "I just want people to not hate me. I just want people to like me." Oh my god. Okay. So that the, the whole <laughs> oh, triggered now. You change from this this insolent girl to this. Oh my god. I just I just want people to like me. It was a Sally Field moment. She yeah. uh, exactly like, what I thought. Like I'm like this is a Sally Field performance if I've ever seen one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, 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 then Kirk moves in, right? Oh boy, and you know, Ooh, gets right like, how many times do you need to see knives, knives hitting people in the in the back and stuff before you realize that she's not innocent? Like, not even close. She's yeah. uh, an attempted murderer. Yeah, and, and you know what? The whole time, you know, like I would never put myself in a room with her alone, like. Like, like, unless there's like cameras everywhere, because I, I'd be afraid of something happening, you like, know. Get a knife in the back? Would could that be literally and figuratively? Yes, that like, could be something. She's I been know. known to do it, but that Petri's kind of a jerk, so he kind of had it coming. Yeah, he was. I liked him. He was a good guy. Yeah, he's all right. Um, yeah, but so so he kind of gets infected though here with the tears because he's trying to wipe it away. But sorry, and, Dave. Didn't we pass the part where he like, belts her across the face? Oh yeah, she slapped him, and then he slapped her right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was before the tears. Yes, that yeah, was before I, the tears. Yeah, I, yeah, I did, I did brush over that. Yeah, that did happen. Uh, just like how McCoy likes to slap Julie Newmar, uh, this was how you get women's attention in the sixties. Yes, <laughs> Dad, Dad, tell me it was the sixties. We didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. sure. I'm sure Ted didn't go around belting women in the face. No, I'm pretty I sure that didn't happen. I would have only been eight years old. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, you didn't uh, see well then that, maybe you did. <laughs> is that what happened though? Did like, you didn't. like the no, woman would hit the man, and then the man would hit the woman back in those days. 
Uh, well, that was always on TV. It was like a traumatic thing. Like, you know, I never saw that. I never saw that. I was, I was completely oblivious to anything. But it was also a very Bond thing, too, right? I mean, every Bond movie back in the early days was always being The Connery Bonds alone were, you know, about slapping women and taking names. Try to give them the last word, but it's not enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so then. So, oh yeah, and then they, it says they actually they embrace and make love. They actually got it on uh, after this, but we don't see it. <clears throat> That's probably a good thing. Sometime later, after they've all put their clothes back on, they're they're they're, they're trying to call Kirk, but he's not answering right away. Oh, You're God. like, hey, hey, the Klingons, the Klingons following us, and we just picked up a communication from inside the ship. So are you trying uh, to the door opens? They open the door on them. And Spock and McCoy are standing there. Yeah, that comes a little later. Yes, but yes, um, that that they're like, "Hey, can we talk to you for a minute, maybe?" <laughs> oh, Adam, <laughs> he's losing it. Oh man, it was a mistake. Yeah. It was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How many do you get? Like it. it uh, yeah. Uh, Can you just see them? Like, they open the door and they go, oh, God, he's at it again. Like, <laughs> he's like, well, yeah. at least she's not green. Right. But but before that happened, um, there was the whole thing where he went to engineering. They figured out Creighton has killed Watson. And he's like, he's like, I can resist any torture you can throw at me, Kirk. And he's like, don't worry. I got a Vulcan who's going to come down here and mind probe you. Um, but but, but <laughs> then, then he just vaporizes himself. Um, and and, the, uh, guys, uh, thing. okay. Th by the way, this guy, whatever his name was, worst security guard ever. Uh, because <laughs> he's the one he grabs the phaser off of and, and vaporizes himself. And and he's like, uh, sorry, sir. Um, I didn't uh, think he'd grab so. This is something that's always bugged me in Star Trek, and it happens in all of the series, and I don't get it. They have the technology to go warp 10, but they don't have the technology to make it, so you have to fucking have some sort of weird safety on a fucking phaser. Like, <laughs> like every phaser is just open and ready to rock. Like, it yeah. don't matter. Like, it doesn't matter who's holding it. You know, it could be a three-year-old kid running around with a phaser, like, shooting away everybody in the ship. Well, you remember and that no if, one can do anything about it. There was <laughs> like, that, home, that homeless guy in City of the Edge of Forever who takes McCoy's yes. phaser, and he's just playing with it, and he vaporizes himself. Yeah, yeah. The, it's like process. you would think you think a technology that is so so Good like, like we have gun locks. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> like there's gotta be something there. But obviously right. that's not gonna lead to the drama, right? So Yeah. Like I just think if Kirk had more time, he would have definitely said, Buddy, you're on you're on the night shift now. Uh that's that was bad. Not security. only are you on the night shift, but you gotta go night shift in engineering. Yeah, you're night shift engineering and oh, yeah. next gets or, or med bay. You're you're yeah. like yeah, med bay probably is people get their go. milk poisoned sometimes. You gotta uh, go protect nurse chapel. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> she's trying to crack the love potion number nine formula. Um <laughs> oh, right. Uh so anyway, so then they start checking. He goes, Hey. Scotty, find out why he'd be willing to die. Check for sabotage. Check the relays. He's like, do you know how long that's going to take? He's like, 
Stop talking about it. Start doing it. That's your job. <laughs> yeah. Why are you still here talking to me? Yeah. Which is which is a good thing that like even though Kirk is sort of dazed and he's under this love spell, he's still he's still actually pretty good at his job. He's not like his faculties seem intact. He's like that, no. That hey. was kind of entertaining though when he came to the bridge and he's trying to do yeah. his job and, and he's got that you know he's distracted clearly, but you know he's still doing it. Right. Yeah, that was uh, all right. Yeah, I, yeah, I like. Hey, it's it was kind of just the whole crew reacting like, here he goes again. Kirk's gonna <laughs> Kirk. You know Only Kirk can Kirk. Yeah. Only he's got he, what his mission is: take this woman from one planet to the next in the same solar system. You know, and she's and, gonna end up in his quarters, so one way or the other. Right. This is where the Klingons uh, start to kind of up the ante here because we find out that uh, Scotty says, hey, if you try to go into warp to fight these Klingons, we're going to blow ourselves up. That's what this Kraten guy did. Yeah. So but that's why that's why I question his plan. His plan was to blow them all up. I think that so, yeah. Was the gist, yeah. He, he, uh, to prevent the woman he loved from getting turned over to the green guys. Well, then he could have just killed her. He didn't have to kill everybody. Oh no, he was gonna be going on a. He was gonna go on a. On a gonna go on a blaze of glory. Blaze of Those Elasians, man, they just they. That's how they roll. Um, it just so amazes me that they always have these devices that are just completely compatible with the Enterprise. Yeah, well, there was this whole other thing too, where like he's like, okay, I've dismantled the bomb, Captain, but the dilithium crystals are gone. It's been fused. We don't even have enough power for our phaser banks now. And this is when you mark the episode. This is the part where it actually gets decent. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, ship, the ship's running on kind of like fumes, if you will. It, it's running yeah. on reserve power, not on on full. I have to, I have to ask you this though, Dave. Did it bother you that they didn't use photon torpedoes? Well, they did use them at the end when they. Yeah, yeah but the entire time they would have been able to do that. Right, because the photon torpedoes don't run on the ship's power. You got it. But anyway, that's just me being picky. Yeah, even like, didn't we establish like there was another episode where the power was being drained, but they guess though they they said that the phasers were like a separate power bank. Yeah, or they yeah. were. Oh, you're totally right. Yes. yes. So yeah. that that was inconsistent uh, yeah. with what we had learned in that episode, but yeah, because that was in the technical manual. Yeah, suits the plot. Anyway, so so they keep getting like calls, like basically, like Kirk doesn't want to give away too much. He doesn't want the Klingons to know he's out of power because if they know the ship's low power, they'll just destroy them. If they try to go to warp, which they initially they can't, and then they can't do anything else, so they they need to kind of keep the the Klingons sort of at bay as much as they can without directly uh, engaging with them right away. Um, and this was the fun on. part of the episode. I love it. This was part. it was where yeah. I was like, okay, and there was like more tactical maneuvers, and it was kind of like you saw like Kirk, like he's I, like Adam doesn't feel the same though. No, it, it was <laughs> you're right. You know, if we're gonna end, we will end with a battle, and that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, just seeing Kirk, uh, even compared to like that episode, um, uh, the Balance of Terror, I felt like you know, like this is a good right example of Kirk, like come about, go to Mark Point or whatever he's saying right like he's kind of directing sulu and Chekhov and the crew in a combat scenario which is this, you would know, have, he... this would have been the part that the eight-year-old ted would have really liked i think because oh, this is yeah. the action and fun part this isn't the romance part like this is oh, the yeah. this is the fun part right yeah. so 
And correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I, I would think well, if I was an eight-year-old well, uh, watching this, you're probably right, you're probably right on the money because uh, yeah, this is the yeah. this is the best part. This is the cool stuff. When I grow up, I need a girlfriend whose necklace I can turn into dilithium crystals. Who, in case I'm fighting Klingons at the right moment, you know. You know what? It always helps to have some extra ones. I question how radioactive they are. Uh, <laughs> but... Right. So, so Spock goes, "Hey, I'm picking up some radiation, the radons, uh, which ends up being dilithium, and we talked about was maybe from uh, that they're common. They're common stones, at least on the one planet. Yeah, we so think it's like, on hey, Troyes. Yeah. If it helps, take it. Whatever you want. So, so Spock takes it down to Scotty, and then they kind of figure out, well, they're not the right shapes, but we can kind of maybe make them work, or maybe we'll blow ourselves up. And Kirk's like, I don't got a choice. Like, either this works or it doesn't. So go for it. Um, goes for the, uh, the hail. Yeah, at that point, I'm like, is Scotty just going to be like, you know what, Kirk? Like, piss off. Like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, right. And it's, you know. And it's, what, it's, you're it's, an engineering that. expert now, too? <laughs> Yeah, like, it, and it's one of these things where Scotty, you know, he gets it just in the nick of time, uh, of and and everything, and everything works out quite well. And he's like, "Hey, check off when they're least expecting them, photon torpedo them," and that's what he does. And, and uh, they get the drop on them. And she goes, "You're not gonna finish them off. You're not gonna finish." Them? He's like, "No, that's not my style." Yeah, but in her culture, that might be like, you know, that might be, a, you know, a sin basically to, you know, leave your leave your enemy wounded but not dead. You know. Yeah, but okay, like, wouldn't there be like ramifications from this? Because I know the Klingons and the Federation aren't at war at this point, but they did. Yeah, attack. but they're not. A, they're not in the neutral zone, so this is clearly an attack. Yeah, so I, I would imagine that this didn't. This would be reflect badly on. Well, I think that's the reason why they let you know they they didn't finish off the Klingons, right? Right. They're yeah, like, but, we're totally yeah, bringing the this Klingons, up. The Klingons attacked them first. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I, yeah. I'm saying, wouldn't the Klingon like what? What would they? What the consequences of that be like? I guess. In the well, world. I think Klingons, at that point, you know. The well, you have throughout, yeah, throughout the entire original series as well as the movies, like the Klingons are always the bad guys, right? Like so, you know, yeah. undiscovered country is when they kind of get together, right? So it's. Yeah, like eventually they become like uh, as was told to us in the very first appearance of the Klingons, which was. Um, uh the the one with core um the one in the first season um the, yeah you just mentioned it now i don't remember it <laughs> you know the one i mean anyway, uh, yes, yes. the one with the one with the organians anyway so it's uh they, they, the klingons and the federation would be friends one day they say that in that, that episode but um anyway so kirk takes out the klingons and then it's kind of like the end of the mission okay we got to take you to troyus she's um she she's mercy Errand of mercy. Yes. That's it. Yes. Yes. I think you're right, kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she gives him the dagger, and he's kind of sad. He's like, "Bye." But then on the bridge, uh, McCoy's like, "Hey, I got the antidote," and he's like, "Don't worry about it." He's yeah. He's, what a he's waste of McCoy! Crazy. Like always, they always waste McCoy. If it was that easy for him to get over it, how powerful could it really have been? Well. It affects different people differently, I'm sure. Right. So. It's it possibly humans weren't as. Effective. It's basically just a pheromone. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen more. Like, remember when the Orions came on Star Trek Enterprise? They they had mm. more control on those men than she they did, did on for sure. Yes. Okay, so that's that's it for the plot. Uh, 
it was not take it or leave it. I can't Kevin believe Hader. we managed to spend 50 minutes talking about that. We did. We we put full 50 minutes. Uh, any fun facts? Uh, yeah, I have some queued up here if you want. Okay. Uh, actually, one of the things that I was thinking of the entire time was I'm like, this sounds so familiar. And apparently in Star Trek The Next Generation's episode called Relics, which is the one where Scotty, uh, you know, they find Scotty in a transporter beam and uh, he's running around with Geordi for half the episode. Dyson Sphere, I think it was, yeah. Uh, this uh, this is one of the many adventures which uh, the revive Scotty reminisces about with them when they're drinking. So oh, is this, one of, is this one of the ones they mentioned? This is one of them. That's why I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. And really? speaking of Star Trek The Next Generation... Uh, the Perfect Mate is actually the episode you're thinking of, Dave, which is the a perfect complete mate. retelling of this of this episode. Yeah, I hate that but, episode. But the yeah. difference is they were horrified. Like the, the next yes. time, like, <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like, I can't believe how terrible they are. <laughs> yeah. Right, because uh, it wasn't that one. It was the woman, the Perfect Mate. She was like, she was going to be like the consort of this other king or something. Yeah, wasn't that Jean Grey? Famke uh, Jansen. Uh, yes. Yes. yes, it was uh, Femica Jansen. Yeah, yeah, Jean Grey from uh, X Men. Yep. Yeah, yeah same person. That's right. I hate that. Yes. Episode. Yeah, it's a terrible episode. Even though she's a fun actress and she's easy on the eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so Fr France uh, Nugent, which is the one who played uh, Elon, is believed to be the first person of Vietnamese descent to appear on an American television show. Oh. I had no idea she was Vietnamese. I thought she was French, but I could be wrong on that. I thought she sure. was black, like. Uh... Uh, maybe French black. She, but... She's definitely got uh, some olive tones to her for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Francis Nugent, who plays Alan, uh, starred opposite of William Shatner on Broadway in the show The World of Susie Wong from 1958 to 1960. And they reunited again after that in Kung Fu, A Small Beheading in 1974. So after three times the show, they, they were together. They've in, worked three times together. Yeah. In three different decades? Apparently, yes. Yes, at this point, yes, it would have been 50, 58 to 74. Yeah, so it would be. And you got to uh, put one more thing there, adding to your last point. Uh, the Vietnam War was still going on. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's that would be interesting as well, right? So yeah. uh, Mel Brooks, uh, we all either love him or hate him, I guess. But uh, Mel Brooks based uh, the many of the characteristics of his character Princess Vespa from his classic Star Wars spoof Spaceballs on Elan. So, who yeah, she was a bratty... Yeah, well, I, I can't remember who played her. Yeah, but no, that makes perfect sense, though, because every time you watch Spaceballs, you're like, I just want to slap that bitch. So <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Uh, so, yeah, well done there on, on Mel Brooks's part, for sure. Uh, this is the only uh, original series episode that is written and directed by the same individual. In this case, John Meredith Lucas, which I'm sure Dave probably already knew. Yeah, I, I, uh, is this the only one like that? This is the only... Uh, Episode that is written and directed by the same individual. Yeah. I have a picture. I can't show it. Why? <laughs> uh, well, I'll keep talking while you're doing that. You keep going. Uh, yeah. uh, the Klingon captain says, quote, no terms, surrender must be unconditional and immediate. Paraphrasing the famous policy by U.S. Civil War General Ulysses S. Grant. So there you go. A uh, scene with Spock playing his Vulcan harp in the recreation room was set to be filmed, but they edited it out. So there's one good thing about the episode, I guess, that we didn't have to see that again. There he is, John Meredith Lucas. He's the writer there and director. Writer and director of this episode, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, 
Uh, this in Star Trek, the original series, Errand of Mercy, shows a Klingon flip-top communicator similar to the one used by Surfleet. This communicator was originally seen as in, oh, I'm going to butcher this, MNR7 communicator in Star Trek, the original series, A Taste of Armageddon. Taste of Armageddon. So there you go. Yes. That's, um, what was that episode? I can't remember now. But I know, I think we've watched it. So go back a bunch of episodes and eventually you'll see us. We did. We did it. watch a taste of Armageddon. There you go. Exactly. Uh, this marked the only time in the series that McCoy actually spoke the line, you're out of your Vulcan mind, uh, because the line was frequently quoted in parody through pop culture. It is only assumed to have been spoken multiple times over the course of the series, when in fact it was only ever spoken in this episode. Hmm. There you Interesting. go. Yeah, and like like um, Carl Urban's version uh, used it in the 2009 Star Trek movie. He's like, yes. are you out of your vault? It is because it kind of sounds like the F word, right? Are you out of your vault? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's okay. You can swear. I've already sworn like four times during this episode. Uh, <laughs> we're already going to get our mark. Uh, the red armor armor <laughs> of the Alation Guards uh, costumes were constructed from a popular 1960s table placemat <laughs> <laughs> where the tiny plastic discs embedded in a plastic sheet. This is the same as the red stand-up collar worn by Galt in Star Trek the original series The Gamesters of Triskelon. Which I'm Triskelion. sure I butchered that. Triskelion? Yeah. Uh, it's not spelt that way, Dave. So no? I, I would fight you on that one. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated during the filming of this episode. Uh, France Nugent, a big supporter of Kennedy, was deeply shocked by the news while shooting her parts as a lawn. So maybe that's one of the reasons why she came off a little, little nasty. Dad, you remember uh, that when Robert Kennedy died? I remember when he was shot. Yeah, June fifth, nineteen sixty-eight. Your wedding anniversary. Wow. Well, I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> but he was shot very late at night. Uh, and he was shot in California. So right. well, they we were just talking about yeah. We had she found either out gone it. to bed or just about gone to bed that night when he when it came over the news. Wow! All right. Oh, there you go. History. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think that's about it for fun facts today. Yeah, okay. this isn't this she isn't had, one that's got a lot. Oh. She also had four changes of clothing. She's up there. Yeah, she doesn't have the record. She doesn't have the record, but she's up there. Yeah. The record's what, seven or eight? Well, it was that, that one that was the daughter of Kodos. She had the record. Yeah, daughter of Kodos had a lot of a lot of outfit changes from a couple episodes back that we watched. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's get to the ratings here and uh, you know, maybe take it or leave it, as they say. Let's get the most I can't wait to hear Adams. Yeah, this would be good. Okay. Um, Dad, do you want to start us off? Yes, I'm going to go with Samuel Walter's description. He called the entire episode flat. Uh, I'm going to go with a five. Wow. When, when Ted gives out a five, you know it's not good. Like, I liked it more than that. Like, I'd say it's... Yeah, like a yeah I don't think I'm going to be as harsh as him, but anyway, we'll see. Uh, Jeff's, the Leafs are playing. Um, the Leafs are playing, so Jeff's, Jeff's response is he's not rating it uh, and kevin okay. is not here because he usually fills in for me <laughs> yeah. he's not here either yeah so um okay so adam you're next it wasn't as bad as friday's child but i'll give it a three so i'll give it a three okay wow that's that's 
Yeah, I you know what? When I Mr. Positivity, you know something's wrong with this episode. Uh, I'm going to I'm honestly I'm with Dave here. I'm gonna, I'm going to do the 5 and 5. Yeah. 5, five, and five, and five. Yeah. Well, this is one of our lowest rated. Um this is an average now of four. Oh wow, it might be one of the lowest rated. Yeah, I'm I actually I haven't pre-screened the uh the IMDb score. I'm just taking a quick look now. Oh, you know what? I already have it up here. Hold on. Do you? Uh yeah, just one second. Uh IMDb rating is currently at 7.1 out of 10. Hmm. Which just goes to show yeah. IMDb is full of shit. Right. So this had the same direct director as last week, but not on Meredith Lucas all across. And uh, I guess who would we say is the, the Kirk is the I would say Kirk is the, the featured, yeah. Yeah. As it is in a lot of them. Okay, so that's um that's four point eight. Uh well, I just want to have a quick there, look at Yeah, it. I want to know if this is the lowest episode now. I don't think it is, but it's uh, gotta be in top five of the lowest. It's let's it's it's these are the below average episodes, four point eight. Uh, 3.3, that's obviously uh, yeah. Requ- so, Requiem, so Requiem right? for Methuselah is very low. Yeah, that's a terrible episode. Uh, this one is The Way to Eden. but uh, The Way to Eden is even worse. <laughs> and so is the Omega Glory. So so this is in that kind of company where no man has gone before. Yeah. The fact that I have one of the highest ratings, though, that's a little weird. That is weird. I, I feel uneasy about this, guys. There's something uh, going on in this world. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then we like we need um we we've now done fifty seven of the seventy nine episodes, so we need to. Oh, we're getting there, eh? Get our fifty eighth. Yeah. We're around 20, 22 episodes left. Is that it? Twenty two. Uh, or... yeah, that would be right. Yeah. Twenty two yeah. left. It's good. Twenty two. Who gets who gets to pick today? Uh, Jody. You know you can pick if you'd like. Uh, can we see season two? Yep. Uh, what's left? There's the Deadly Years, A Private Little War, The Gamesters of Triskelion. Oh, we're not doing that episode. <laughs> uh, not that. By any other name. Um, uh, what, what about season one? What do we got? We got The Side, the side of Paradise, The Alternative Factor, The Squire of Gothos. Uh, we got Dagger of the Mind, Charlie X. The Naked All right, let's see Dagger of the Mind. Let's see Dagger, Dagger of the Mind. Dagger of the Mind. Okay. Yeah, that's a weird one. Anybody remember that one? Not really. Okay. Um, what can you tell me about it? Not much, but I remember it being weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's the um, oh god, what is it? It's the a routine visit to the Tantalus Penal Colony proves dangerous for Kirk and an Enterprise psychiatrist. Is the premise? Yeah, it was. It's like a jail that they go is to. The psychiatrist, a woman. Yes, of course. Yes, okay. yeah. Pretty, right. I'm, I'm almost positive it was. Yes. Hold on, let me question let me though. Okay, at. so the word tantalus is also the same as the word tantalus field that's used in the episode Mirror Mirror, where Kirk Mirror Kirk uses the tantalus field to kill all his enemies, right? Like uh, with the assassination thing where he presses that button and he can make them vaporize. Oh, so, yeah. and this is in Kirk in this episode, Kirk goes to the Tantalus penal colony. So I wonder maybe it's named see. after it. Maybe that'll be a fun fact. Or it's like the same, it's like it, this is this version of Kirk's visit yeah. to tantalus or whatever. one of the reasons why i agreed to do this show was the fact that i recognize the names of the episodes but i never remember what they're about <laughs> so it's like i'm like I, I, I don't ever know the names until i get into it and I, oh yeah i remember this i'm one. the other way i remember the names but i'm like and then i start watching it and i'm like 
Oh, it's this one. <laughs> there's certain ones I always know, like, like yeah, there's yeah, obviously like, like the gangster ones and all that. Yeah, right. Like but. Squire of Gothos, and there's a few of them, but um, yeah. And okay. Spock's brain, but we got to leave that one. Spock's brain, but that's like that. We're we're saving the best for last. I think that should be like the second last episode, the penultimate. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've been uh, we're coming up on just about an hour here, so uh, I think we can close the book on Alan of Troyes. Thank um, God. Thank God. Yeah. You know, say, hey, we got, whether they're good or bad, you got to break them down. One um, thing I think that's interesting is I've actually seen Adam go from pretty positive at the beginning <laughs> of the series <laughs> to now he's jolted and angry. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and Ted's just like, still Star Trek. I love it. Still Star Trek, but it's no Gary Seven. This was no Gary Seven. No, this isn't no, Gary, Gary Seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right, so here on Live Long and Podcast, we do all kinds of Star Trek podcasts all week long. Or on Tuesdays, we do Star Trek: Deep Space Nine with uh, Jeff Mater and the Millards and Jamil Robinson. That's at nine. We're all watching every episode in order, uh, and we're just we're coming up halfway through season three uh, right now. We just... oh, I forgot to tell you, Dave, I'm working on a jingle for Fun Facts for us. It'll be oh, good. different. It's yeah, I because it's you know than... what? I think we have to compete with Nine-ish because I was watching yesterday and I was not impressed. I'm not impressed. Jeff has a theme song for his fun facts, and it's he awful. does, and it's it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's not good. And I so I think we're gonna do a different show? one. Huh? For this show? No, for no. The, uh, for his little his little fun oh. facts in uh, the DS9 podcast from yesterday. Oh, okay. It goes like this: It's a fun fact with Jeff. Yeah, it sounds like a Nirvana cover of, find the of a room song. Something. Where did he get that? He just was. Maybe he made it jamming on his guitar. He was jamming it out. I give yeah. I give him an A for effort for sure because it was nice. Jamil loves it. Jamil's a big fan of it. I'm I'm not so much. Uh, Jamil's on drugs. Yeah, I'm yeah, just gonna not, I, not officially, but he might be. He might be. Um, <laughs> and then here on Wednesdays, original series, and then we also do Star Trek Radio Theater. We were we were off for two weeks for Star Trek Radio Theater. Um, so we're coming back. Yeah, we're doing group from having shives. We and Shives, yeah, that was a big production. So, um, so we're coming back in with a bit of a smaller story. Uh, the Chans are still out right now, so uh, we're going to just be doing the six of us for this next one because uh, we're actually doing Star Trek Voyagers flashback, and this is the one where we learn that Lieutenant Tuvok, before he was a crewman on Voyager, served under Captain Hikaru Sulu on the USS Excelsior during wow. the events of Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. That's actually uh, one of the good Voyager episodes I find. Yeah, this is from the 30th anniversary of uh, of Star Trek. They were kind of paying homage to um, yeah. to, to that, um, and so uh, yeah, my wife Jane gonna be playing Jane Way and various versions. Uh, Kevin Millard is Tuvok. I'll be playing Sulu. Oh, Janice Rand's in this one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got Janice Rand in this. Yeoman Janice Rand now Commander Janice Rand. Dad. Yes, yes. Ooh. Even though she kills people in transporters. Yeah, she gets promoted. You fail upward in Starfleet. And uh, we got <laughs> the failing goes up. <laughs> yeah. So check that out Saturday night at nine o'clock live. We'll be doing that episode. I will. And and then our other channels, Super Mater Brothers podcasting, where we cover shows that aren't Star Trek. Jamil Robinson and I just wrapped up our season nine coverage of Big Brother Canada. We did forty or something episodes. Of, uh, so check all that out. Plus wow. our, our reviews of Tiger King, and uh, we did the Serpent, and we've done the Tiger like King one. And trivial debates. That. Our monthly show, where we argue about movies, TV, sports, and more. Jody Simpson hosting the next episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know when that is, though. 
the last Sunday of May, which I guess will be May 30th. So oh, okay. Guess uh, I better get those questions going. Yeah. Adam, do you accept the challenge? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna come, please. Can we do eleven? No, the eleven o'clock is great. That's that's eleven o'clock on Sundays. Yeah, I think that's I prefer that too, uh, versus the one o'clock start. Uh hopefully I'm 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 gonna have to uh, least, unless Eamon's coming. Then it will start Eamon's. at eleven. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So check all that out. That's our shows. Thank you, uh, Adam, Jody, Dad, for the podcast tonight. Well, let's close here on Alana Troyes and our Ted Trek Wednesdays. And until then, um, live long and podcast, everybody. Have a great night. Oh, thank you.